Blog Talk Radio. Today's show is a rebroadcast of one of our previous favorite episodes, and because of this, we regret that we're unable to take your live calls today. Hi, this is Russ Terry, founder and CEO of Life Coach Radio Networks. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. That's audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. And now, here's today's show. Hello, everyone, and good evening. This is Frank Paduri coming to you with Episode 2 of Undivided, Faith Over Fear. I'm hoping you all can hear me. We had a couple of technical issues. Uh, It's my understanding that uh, live callers, there might be some issue with getting live callers onto the show uh, this evening, so I'm trying to roll with that as well. Uh, Again, I hope that you all can hear me. I'm coming at you uh, live. It is seven, just after 7 p.m. here. Uh, episode two will be Faith Over Fear tonight. Faith Over Fear will be our topic for this evening. And our guest is Bill Ross. I'm hoping to get Bill on. Um, like I said, we're having some um, uh, technical issues. Uh, I'm going to see if I could get uh, him up. And I'm going to work on some things. But as we progress, you know, the premiere episode went very well. And I was very humbled and very grateful for that. Uh, everyone can hear me. I'm trying to connect in. I'm sorry. We had uh, some technical issues here. Uh, testing. Okay. So we're going to move through here and uh, take it from this point forward. Uh, again, I hope that... Um, You can hear me. There is some kind of problem with the system uh, this evening. I apologize. And uh, now we're just going to try and move through the best that we can uh, through the topic. And hopefully, like I said, uh, Bill Ross can join me at uh, 710. And we'll see if we could get that call up and move us forward. So again, uh, my apologies. Uh, So I was talking about the importance of faith. And having that over fear. In coaching, we talk about breaking resistance. Um, And that's resistances in in everyone, resistance to change of any type, uh, resistance to change in uh, uh, what we try to achieve, uh, whether it's in changing jobs or whether it's in starting a new business, uh, whether it's in doing some sort of community work or community service work. That is all part of 
um, resistance is all part of that. And it's in breaking down that resistance and having faith either in someone, something, uh, faith in God, uh, faith in an individual, a spouse, uh, faith in an institution, uh, faith in God that will bring you through that and overcome that so that you can be the best version of yourself. Uh, the state of the world today, you have the media, which I talked a little bit about in the premiere show at different points. You have the media that really drives this uh, fear machine, as I like to call it. And when you watch the evening news, it's uh, very easy to see that there is just this prevalence of fear that drives the situation and is trying to remove uh, any sort of hope or confidence that people have in doing anything positive. So much of the mainstream media is negative news. And, and that's a, a huge issue uh, that we'll cover in future episodes of the show. Uh, the government also does that to some extent. They drive a lot of fear of the unknown. Uh, societal norms play a role in that as well. But the government, oh, you have to be afraid you're going to lose your health care or afraid that uh, this is going to happen to you or afraid that the uh, economy is going to fail or afraid that you're going to, we're going to be plunged into some sort of a war overseas that's going to impact you know, our lives in some way. And so there's this constant threat of you have to be afraid of those who are different than you, of crime, uh, different things that could impair uh, strong and peaceful communities from being built. So that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. And again, I hope that um, Bill can join me on this program and that we can take it from there. Uh, and like I said, uh, we're going to be looking to uh, talk about a lot of different sub-themes and then the segment Bridging the Divide, where we'll talk about how we can break through some of those barriers that you know, kind of cause fear to uh, hold back true change from being achieved. So that's... Uh, what we'll hope to do um, at that point as well. Uh, there's a, and hang on for one moment, please. Hello? Hello, Frank. Hey, Bill, how you hey, doing? Bill, how, how are you, sir? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Okay. Thank you awesome, for inviting awesome. me. Yeah. Uh, thanks for coming on. Sorry, we had a couple of technical issues here, so I'm trying to roll with the punches. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, get, getting going here. Uh, but thanks so much for coming on. Uh, sure. And for joining the uh, discourse tonight. Uh, uh, I guess we'll start, Bill, by having you just um, kind of give a little background on yourself. I know you have a a uh, book that was just uh, published on Amazon, the Holy Spirit radio book. I know it's going to be the first of a series. Uh, so I wanted you to talk yes. to me a little bit about that, a little about a bit about your background. Sure. Um, my, uh, again, as Frank said, I'm Bill Ross. Um, my background is, re is really in project management. I've been a project manager for over 30 years, but I've always had this passion 
for uh, more spiritual work and faith-based work and, and writing. And as Frank mentioned, I just um, released my first book, the first in the series. It's available on Amazon now as a Kindle book. It's titled Holy Spirit Radio, The Four Steps to Understanding and Harnessing the power of your built-in Holy Spirit radio to glorify the Lord by your life. So That's the next, awesome. the next, in the series should be coming out in the next month or so, and, and hopefully it will continue. Oh, so this is going to be the first in a in a series. Um, yes. Awesome, excellent. So check that out on Amazon, and then you've also done a lot of, uh, like you said, faith-based work. Uh, Lent and positive acts is something that I thought we would get to as well yes. uh, uh-huh. as as we move through here. Um, so I'll, I'll let you do a little um, little background on that, and then we'll we'll kind of probably circle the wagon on that at some other point in the show. Sure. Okay. Do you, do you want me to give a little bit of it now? Sure, yes. Okay. Um, the, the other thing is, as part of the, while doing the, the, the project management work, um, and it, it all fits – it fits well into this, and we'll get into it a little more later. The um, faith over the fear, being in project management, having a family, um, married with three children, and being on a, a one career path, being afraid to to step off that for, you know, the risk of not being able to to pay the bills if anything goes wrong in your main position. There is a lot of fear, so it. it has taken a lot of faith to do to put this book out and to also get the Lenten Positive Acts that Frank mentioned. That's something, the Lenten Positive Acts Challenge, um, just give you a basic overview. For those of you who are who are Christians, you, you've given up things for Lent for probably your entire lives. You give up chocolate, cursing, um, soda, things like that, those things that I've given up in the past. And we I basically wanted to do more. I wanted to do something positive. So we created this Lenten Positive Acts Challenge where each day during Lent, for the 47 days of Lent, you perform one positive act toward other people each day. And each of the weeks of Lent, seven weeks of Lent, each week you increase it by one. So the second week you're performing two positive acts per day, third week three positive acts, etc. When you reach Holy Week, the seventh week, you're performing seven per day. And when you reach Easter Sunday, that's 194 positive acts that you've brought into the world that you normally wouldn't have. Now, the cool thing is we we put this on the Internet. We have a, a website. We started getting it through friends and family and out to radio stations and spread it around the world. This year was our third year. We had about 1,500 people in 33 countries and in 44 states of the U.S., all performing wow. positive acts every single day of Lent. So that, wow. that, that, that it took the faith to to do it at the same time as trying to you know maintain the the normal day to day job, <laughs> but having the faith yes. to to face that fear and to conquer it has brought this to thirty three countries. Yes, exactly, which is remarkable, uh, and we'll get into uh, the drivers uh, that, uh, in that particular case for you, you're able to overcome that fear and do that. That, I think, would be an excellent um, example of what we're trying to, to do here 
Um, and I was just talking about, you know, breaking resistance, which is a, a coaching term. You know, so yeah. many people have resistance inherently within them, and I think that's kind of hardwired into us as humans, you know, that we have this resistance we have to break. And I just did it myself by hitting the publish button on uh, my website for my coaching practice, which I had been working on and a page was under construction and it had a lot of different segments to it and has a blog and it has uh, a session I'm still working on, uh, testimonials, and then it has another section on services. So there's all these different pages and a lot of copy that had to be done. And I was really, uh, again, fearful at first of, of hitting that button for you know, frankjmaduricoaching.com, and I had the domain for a while, and it was hitting that, that go live button, you know, saying, you know what, it's time to do this, and uh, we've, you know, got to really roll this out and really aggressively do it, that you overcome that uh, by having faith in, in yourself and faith on this is where, you know, God wants me to be, and this is in, in the timing that it's supposed to be in. Uh, so yes. that's that's an, another example. Uh, we're 15, actually 16 minutes in. Uh, so at the uh, quarter hour, we'll do a promotion. You're listening to Life Coach Radio Network, uh, Undivided, Episode 2. Uh, host Frank J. Maduri joined today. Co-hosting is Bill Rawson. I thank Bill for his time and for um, being so generous with it. And a uh, promotion for uh, upcoming program is Sisters of the Diaspora, uh, that is actually tomorrow, uh, Thursday, the 20th of July at 7 p.m. on the Power Network, which is the newest network on Life Coach Radio Network's family, uh, the Power Network, Sisters of the Diaspora, 7 p.m. Uh, Thursday, uh, tomorrow, July the 20th. So we're back uh, now in Undivided uh, with uh, Bill Ross here, special guest, and talking about uh, faith over fear. So I thought um, at this point I would ask um, I would ask you, Bill, about different situations either that you've encountered or people that you know that have encountered where you've needed to kind of overcome some of that resistance that you know, we were talking about that's really inherent within our human condition. Sure, and I've I've experienced a number of those situations, and. I, in researching the book, I've, I've come across a number of people as well. Um, one I can give you, the easiest example is I've been on a Catholic radio station, relevant radio in Newark, um, a number of times. I've been on, on two other stations as well, speaking about Lent and Positive Acts and about the, the book before it was published, Holy Spirit Radio. Now, the thing is, I am a fairly a beginner in my spiritual journey so I'm not as experienced or knowledgeable as a lot of the other people out there, the listeners so it's very intimidating to go on a radio station, there's a lot of fear involved there, to go on a radio station speaking with you know the hosts and the producers of the show who are more knowledgeable and the listeners are more knowledgeable and just to try to come across as well in your mind you're thinking they're probably thinking, who is this guy? How is he qualified to speak to us? Um, but w really, w the thing that you, you just really need to get through is, as you mentioned before, Frank, a lot of the times, the place you're, the position you're in, the place you're at at that point, is where God wants you to be. And whether you think you're qualified or not, 
chances are you are more qualified, you're more knowledgeable than a lot of the people who are listening. Not everyone out there knows more than you. Not everyone out there is more experienced. And if you can get something out to the general population that, that can help somebody, that's that's the success. So it's it's getting past that. And there are times when I'll go on the radio and I'm in the studio and I have the headphones on and they say you have two minutes, where my mind is racing, <laughs> those negative thoughts, the fear is is, is crowding out the, the good thoughts in my mind. And you just have to, you know, as a Catholic, I'll, I'll say some prayers and calm myself down and say, this is where God wants me to be. This is, you know, there's someone out there who will learn something from what I'm about to say, someone who needs to hear what I, I'm about to say. And you just, you have that faith and you go through it and then hopefully someone comes back to you at some point and says, wow, I heard that on the radio or you, I heard you speak or I read that book and that really meant something to me. So it is just, yes. it's, it's that if you can get past that, that fear, you move into a whole new territory and you just, you know, if you can have the faith that you're, you're doing something that's positive, it's something that God wants you to do, it's something you've always wanted to do and you're passionate about it, chances are you're doing the right thing. So you just have to break through that fear. Exactly. Exactly. So the, those are all great points. I had it myself a few minutes ago when I had problems getting on, <laughs> on air and I'm like, Oh boy. And and you got to say a prayer and say, um, hopefully, you know, if we're meant to do this tonight, we will. And, um, and we'll roll with these problems and, uh, and create an opportunity out of it. Uh, the, uh, stay of the world today is really one that drives fear as well. I was talking about it in the intro. Um, if you heard, I was talking about the uh, the media and the fear machine and uh, yes. government driving, you know, fear of of all sorts of things. The fear of the unknown, uh, the the fear of these variables of well, you don't know uh, what's going to happen next with the economy, with healthcare, with you, you know, are you going to be able to go see your doctor? Uh, all this fear seems to be uh, ratcheting up, and it's been like this. I mean, this is nothing new. Uh, you, you know, it's. It, it, I talk to my dad often. And he says, oh, "I can't watch the news; it's too depressing." Uh, and, and it's true. You know, you can end yes. up, you know, sitting there all day watching the the loop on on CNN or you know MSNBC and, and go crazy. Uh-huh. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> getting to that point. Uh, how, in your experience, how do you think we move people, you know, as coaches, as community leaders, uh, as uh, people out there that are listening or leaders in their community, coaches themselves, how do we move that from that place of fear to a, a place where that can be overcome by faith? That That's actually one of my, my favorite topics, um, and I agree with you, Frank. I have this ongoing debate with my mother-in-law. She loves to watch the news, CNN, everything, reads the newspapers, and I don't. I don't read the newspapers. I never watch the news because it, it, it most of it is negative. You can turn it to the same thing, just a different city, different story, different names. Um, I try not to get bogged down by that. I read a study. I forget which, which university it was done in, but they took two groups – um, say it was 10 people in each group, and they wanted to figure out the impact of negativity on people's daily lives. So they took these two groups, 
and each group they showed five news stories. They watched them each morning before they started their day. One group they showed all positive news stories. The other one had four out of five negative news stories. Those people in that group that watched the negative news stories, their days, they had them rate their day at the end of the day, after a week or so. They had worse days. The other people had average days, but the people who were watching these negative news stories to start their day had bad days every single day. And they came to the conclusion, it's almost common sense that, as they say, garbage in, garbage out. If you take negative thoughts into your mind as you start your day and as you're going through your day, it kind of attracts more negativity. So the way I look at it is get as much positivity as you can in there. It goes back to Linton Positive Acts. But there's one suggestion is there's a website called www.goodnewsnetwork.org. Um, the word's Good News Network spelled out. And as it, the name suggests, it's all good news. There's nothing negative on there. So anytime you have it, you find yourself slipping into that negative space, if you go to that website, it's all stories about people helping people, a dog saving someone's life, or someone helping a homeless shelter, just really good stuff. And I think if you can bring more of that positivity into your life, it helps you to do more of the things you're supposed to do. Absolutely. I didn't know about that, so that's uh, that's great information to have because I can get a little more down, you know, myself in the news running I do. I, I get a lot of news alerts, and uh, it was good to be on vacation last week because I completely unplugged from that for the first time in a long time. And uh-huh. I promised my wife that I would, and I completely unplugged from it, and I had no idea what was going on. And, and at a certain point, I was like, you know, I don't even care. Right. <laughs> you know, you get to this point where you just you, – you have to have some time to kind of um, uh, decompress. And that brings me to another point of being up in uh, talking about Undivided. And part of what this show is, is, you know, talking about the divisions that society brings and the constructs, the societal constructs that are put on people in a variety of ways, you know, cultural or racial or uh, ethnic, religious, etc. cetera. Um, mm-hmm. We were up in Niagara Falls. And what a tremendous, you know, part of my vacation and what a tremendous day it was, but also from the fact of seeing so much diversity and people from all over the world uh, coming there to visit. Uh, right. Even in, in Buffalo itself, you know, we were downtown, the, the, the tapestry of the diversity of the people uh, when we were downtown one night was just, uh, it was really awesome to see that, uh, that diversity, that harmony, uh, people just out to you know take a boat ride and uh, 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 watch the Niagara Falls and and the natural beauty that was there and uh, you know, I went on the Maid of the Mist with people from all over the world nice. and it was really cool to see that you know and then I come up to the um, you talking about having faith over fear like I'm really uh, not good with boats I had some bad experiences uh, going out on the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, back in back when I was younger, and so I have a oh real my. phobia of boats, you know, being seasick and, and things of that nature. So I had to get over that fear to go on this boat, and I knew it was something that you know my wife really wanted to do. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to do this. I I have faith that you know today everything's going to be okay, 
and, and I had a, really had a lot of fun because I went into it. I said, I'm not going to let any fear into my mind. I'm not going to let that get to me. And then I come out of the boat after I had this great experience being that close to the falls. And I'm talking to this guy up at the top, and uh, he's like, I won't go on the boat. I won't do it. There's too many variables that could go wrong. And I said, well, you know, I know. I just took that leap myself, and I was really happy that I did. And I said, would, would, would you mind if I asked you what you do? He's a skydiving instructor. Wow. And he wouldn't go on the Maid of the Mist. <laughs> <laughs> which made me some feel somewhat better and somewhat, you know, weird at the same time. Because I'm like, but you yes. jump out of planes for a living. So I said to him, don't you think of the variables that could go wrong then? I'm like, you won't go yeah. on the boat? But he jumps out of planes. So I thought it was a really interesting kind of uh, side story about, the you know, really, really in a nutshell encapsulates the human condition. Is that this guy jumps out of planes for a living but was afraid to go on the main of the mist boat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Talk wow. about having, you know, having the fear and that resistance uh, of doing that. Um, and then just the blessing of seeing all that water. You know, and, you know I do, I do yeah. a lot of stuff with uh, knowing people at UNICEF, and I know we've done a lot of stuff in the, you know, different realms as far as with the community and with people of, uh, from uh, the international community. And you think about how people don't have access to water, and you see how much water is there and how much you know, we're blessed with having it, you know, it's running at 50% and it's powerful. <laughs> it was awesome. Yes. To uh, behold. And that's, you know, a 50% capacity because they're running so much due to the power and, and some of the other energy that's up there. And then just being at, you know, old Fort Niagara and standing at the confluence of uh, Lake Erie and Lake Ontario and looking out on all that uh, natural beauty and thinking of the faith that those men had in fighting there, the French and the American soldiers in the in the French quarters there that they have built, they have a chapel to and the Blessed Sacrament exposed and the whole thing, um, which is really interesting. I think these guys had the faith, and that's what they needed to to channel to, you know, sustain what they were dealing with, yes. which is mm -hmm. so far beyond what I could even comprehend. Uh, so I thought I'd just you know uh, mention those those couple things as far as you know, people being resistant to doing certain things and having the faith and to, to move forward in the activities that we need to do uh, on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, as far as, you know, bridging that divide, that's going to be the uh, uh, the next segment that we encounter. Uh, looking at different ways, you know, bridging the divide is a segment on the show that where we look at how can we take, okay, we've identified that there's, uh, fear that holds people back. Um, how can we break down those barriers that's, uh, that are caused by that fear to achieve uh, change, really true change, whether it's, you know, changing us as far as the community is concerned, uh, uh, changing us as far as being able to embrace really what we're supposed to do, maybe our true life calling uh, could be part of that, you know, equation or just as simple as getting to know someone that just moved in down the street. Um, mm -hmm. So that's that's going to be the next segment. I hope we can uh, delve into at 7.30 uh, here on the East, and you're listening to Life Coach Radio Network. The show is Undivided. It's episode two, Faith Over Fear. Uh, Co-host today is Bill Ross, author and uh, uh, recent 
Amazon published book, Holy Spirit Radio, first in the series, and there's also Don Guest Spots on Relevant Radio. If you want to check that out, that's Relevant Radio. Uh, and uh, Erica Weederlight has a show here on Life Coach Chat Channel, which is another one of the channels in the network, in the family of Life Coach Radio Network, at 8 p.m. on Monday, the 24th of July, will be her next show. If you've ever checked out Erica's show, it's really inspiring, really enlightening. Uh, so check that out. That's Eric, Erica Weederlight show. Uh, that's 8 p.m. Monday, the 24th of July, on Life Coach Chat Channel. So we're back here on Undivided, and now we're into the segment called Bridging the Divide, where we're going to talk about how we can take that uh, and break down that resistance or break down those barriers caused by fear uh, to achieve change. So in your experience, Bill, I know that you know, you've know you counseled people, you've worked in different areas as far as in spiritual uh, work and uh, doing different programs. Uh, in your experience, uh, what would you think would uh, be the best way to do that, to, break, to bridge that divide? So I think that's a, this is another great topic. Um, I think the way I like to look at it is, is most people you have, there are two possible, at least two possible lives, the, the one you're living and, and the one you, you were meant to live. A lot of people are not living the life they were meant to live. There's a great quote, um, Henry David Thoreau said, the mass of men live lives of quiet desperation. Basically, they're just spinning their wheels. They're, as some people say, it's like a hamster running in a wheel. Every day is the same. They yearn to do more. They want to do more, but there are so many factors that they're afraid of. One of the things that I think is great about life coaching and, and what you can help people with, Frank, is you can help them move from that hamster wheel, you know, wanting to do something else. You can help them to get through that fear, help them to figure out what they should be doing, what they're meant to be doing, what they would love to do. And then they move from that majority of uh, quiet desperation people to people who are truly living. Um, So so I I think part of what I like when I speak with people about what they'd really like to do is to try to give them, get them excited about that, where the excitement of what is possible is more powerful than the fear of trying to go through that and the fear of leaving their their safe zone. Right now it's safe. You know, I mentioned before, I'm, I'm married, I have, I have three children, we have in the mortgage and all the bills, and doing anything different than that is risky. The safe thing is just getting up, doing the job, getting the paycheck, paying the bills, and just living that life of quiet desperation. The risky part is going beyond that, figuring out what I was meant to do. And as I've learned, doing projects on the side like Lantern Positive Acts and now writing this Holy Spirit radio book and the other books in that series, that's putting me more on the right path to what I was meant to do. Yes, it's still scary. It's every day. (laughs) But, you know, once you face those fears and you get through them, you know that it couldn't be better on the other side. Yes, yeah, I, re- I referenced that too. As Matthew Kelly's talked about that, uh, living lives of quiet desperation, and uh, uh, talking about how you know, you could sit in a cubicle for you know how you referenced for thirty years, and uh-huh. at the end of it, what do you have to show for it? Yes, you know, uh, and really those 
I found that I thought, you know, I was going to make some uh, huge impact on the world, but it's, it happened so incrementally. Uh, but, you know, if you could touch one person in one life, you've really, uh, like they say, you've achieved true change. You've changed the world uh, by, yes. by reaching even if you just reach that one person. Uh, so that that's what keeps me going. I've been some, you know, I, I was talking about my writing business in the premiere show and, and how going out on a limb and doing that was really scary. I was at a, a situation where I was kind of in between things, and I'm saying, okay, I think it's I'm, I'm going to go out on my own, and I'm actually going to do this. And, you know, that inner critic was screaming, you know, that, you know, this was never going to work. And, uh-huh. you know, you've got to be crazy to do this as I'm hitting – you know the, the the go live button on that website and and starting to uh, uh, go out and network and take clients and and you know jump back into writing news. So it's the same kind of thing. And then, and having the interactions that I've had have been far more impactful or valuable than things that I've done before that. Uh, so it really is a testament to. Uh, you know, I wish everyone could you know, catch the elixir there and, and, and yes. channel the spirit to be able to overcome that fear um, and, and take those steps. E- even just, you know, someone that's different from you, you know, there's uh, you know, people will, will complain, oh, you know, I don't like working with so-and-so or I don't like doing X, Y, and Z with, you know, him or her. And, and I'm, and I'm mm-hmm. saying, hey, look, you know, you've got to work with people that you may not agree with, see eye to eye with have anything in common with, and you've got to find that common ground. You know, you've got right. to to, uh, to bridge that divide and work together. And then sometimes you'll find that those interactions uh, will become some of the most valuable relationships you'll develop because they were so hard initially to do so. <laughs> yes. It's, it's funny how that, that works. And, uh, and thank you for saying that, too, as far as what I'm trying to do. Uh, with the coaching practice is, is really do that with people and help people, you know, either through career change, uh, through some type of goal with writing, through uh, yes. some type of energy leadership program to to find that uh, and to overcome that resistance to do that. Uh, how did that come about for you? Um, and I can ask how or why it came about for you uh, when, you know, like you said, you're doing your job. Was it just one day you, you woke up and this kind of happened to you, or was it more of an incremental thing where you, know, you were thinking about doing this and it came about? It was actually, um, it, it's been a long time in coming. I, I've always, I've gone to, I've been in that hamster wheel project management for, for so many years, doing a thing, and I was doing well, going along, um, and getting promotions and more responsibility. But there was always that side that you just yearned to do more, to get a, you know, have a bigger impact, to do something that, you know, could help people outside that world. Um, and I would try, to, I would give a lot of suggestions at, at work, and they would always get knocked back. They weren't li- being listened to, and I was thinking, I don't understand this. It's a great idea. It, it makes sense. And then one day my wife said, you know, maybe those ideas are not meant for the business world. Maybe they're meant for, like, the outside world. God wants you to do something else with those ideas. And that's why you're just going to keep getting knocked down because that's not what it's meant to be. And that sort of gave me the push to realize, 
you know, to do something like Lenten Positive Acts and then to write these books on the side to come out to the world. So some of the some of the books that will come out, they kind of touch, they could have touched in the business world, but that's not where it's meant to be. So it it's something that I've always wanted to do. And like you said before, Frank, the, the elixir was a good word. Once you try that, once you take the risk and you break through it, you realize, hey, wow, that wasn't bad. I was a you know, my grandfather used to say, today is the tomorrow you worried about yesterday, and all is well. <laughs> you got through it, like and you could do one. it again. So when you face the fear again, you say, you know what, I faced fears last week and the week before that. When I pressed that button to launch Lent and Positive Acts, I faced the fear when I went on the radio station. I faced the fear when I, when I spoke with the priests about these ideas. I, I faced the fear when I launched this book on on Amazon when most people said, who are you to do that? Um, and, and it worked. You know, it, sure, it, it's an example of, of something that, that backfired. I was on the radio yesterday. Um, there's actually, in Philadelphia, there's actually a radio station called Holy Spirit Radio. Um, so I was on there discussing the book, and I, quote, I quoted something from Scripture, and I got it wrong. Now, they didn't point it out. It, in my mind, I wasn't sure. And afterward, I got off and I looked it up in the Bible, and I was wrong. I, it was, I said Matthew 5, 5, and it's actually Matthew 7, 7. But nobody questioned it. Nobody came back and said, you were wrong. You can't come back on the radio station. So it's a fear that, yes, I can take that risk, but if I get it wrong, it's not the end of the world. It's better to take that risk and fall down a few times than to never take it. There's a, I forget the name of the book, but... There's a great story. It's about doing things you were meant to do. And they, they ask people what they think the most valuable land in the world is. And people say the um, Times Square or Buckingham Palace or the New York Stock Exchange. But the answer is the cemetery. The reason is because the cemetery contains all the ideas that were never brought to life, all the books that were never published, all the cures that were never brought out into the medical world, people were afraid to do it. So this, this is a really big topic. Facing that fear, taking the risk, and getting beyond it. And just to go back with what you're doing, Frank, life coaching, you're, you're a blessing to people because they have that fear. They need somebody to help them and guide them through it. And that's what you can do. If you can get them through that fear, they can do so many things. Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you for saying that. That's that's um, that's uh, really at the driving force here. The crux of it is is trying to take them and give them strategies and and help them work through that because there's so much, like I was talking about in the premiere episode, there's so much minutiae in the world that really bogs you down and keeps you in that, what I call the the six inches in front of your face, six six inches in front of your windshield, you know? Uh And uh, that's where people could get stuck and they don't even know, you know, how to find their way out. And so it's taking that, you know, that outside view and saying, okay, look, from what you're explaining or what I can hear you say, uh, I think we can take these steps and design an action plan around this to at least, and then break it down into manageable steps to say, okay, well, we're going to do this first. I was helping someone with um, 
a career change and it's okay, well, the first thing you, you identify is we've got to redo your resume. You know, there's so many things you've done and some of the things on there, you, you know, you were too modest about. Uh, you know, they're, they're really more complicated than you led people to believe and there's a lot more value there to that experience. So, okay, now we're going to redo your resume. How long will that take? And then we're going to do your cover letter over. How long will that take? You know, you know what I'm saying, et cetera and so forth. Uh-huh. And that's how you take it in small steps. And that person says, oh, wow, we redid my resume. And, oh, wow, I have the confidence to, you know, go out and apply for this job. And, you know, I got an interview. And, you know, it goes on and on from there. Um, mm-hmm. And they're, they're interviewing for things. And they, so sometimes it's, it's an easy U-turn. And sometimes you need to, you know, get in the muck and, and kind of dig and, and clear some things out with, with the client to find that space. Um, yeah. Absolutely. So I'm going to mention we're going to take some calls. Um, I forgot to mention earlier the call in line is 646-716-9397. Again, that's 646-716-9397. I'm hoping that the issue with the call in uh, line is uh, resolved, but we'll see. And uh, but I wanted to open up an interactive segment for anyone who wants to call in if you have a question. Uh, or a comment for Bill or myself, uh, please feel free to call into the program um, at this point, and uh, and we'll see where we can uh, take that. Uh, so as far as the role of that, too, and kind of, of bridging that uh, divide and trying to find uh, what the last segment of the show is called this common ground, which, you know, is pretty self-explanatory, uh, is uh, uh, trying to... to take that that fear that people live with every day uh, and break it down so that you'll have uh, more harmonious, uh, peaceful communities. Uh, some of the work that you've done, uh, I know, has addressed that at certain points. So I thought maybe you could just, you know, talk about that in, in general um, from your experience, you know, what has uh, been the most, um, uh, I would say, uh, uh, relevant strategies that can achieve something like that. Uh, is that attainable? Some people would even ask that question. Uh, can we get people to the point that uh, we can have harmony in communities, uh, that we can break down that? I know it's a big question, but you know, can we break down that fear and achieve you know that, that goal? I, I think we can, yes. And I think part of the, the issue is, as you've mentioned before, is society, all these rules and regulations and, you know, the way things are supposed to be, the way things have always been done is really um, a big issue, status quo. So we're made to think that we need to, to be more protective of our knowledge, of our position. For example, in a company, if we just take an, an average business, someone is doing task number one, and that's their responsibility. If someone comes in, they're protective of task number one. I don't want them to to learn my job because then I'm not going to have job security. I might get laid off. So we have all these little silos, so to speak, and and the people aren't getting, you know, the work done that they should be, and they're they're kind of stuck. They're they're forcing themselves into that hamster wheel that they're going to continue to live that life of desperation. But if you can look beyond that to see, well, you know, there's a bigger picture here. How can we make things better? How can we increase the profits for the firm? Or to take it outside, for example, um, in the spiritual world with with what I'm doing, 
you know, there are other people, there are lots of people. You mentioned Matthew Kelly before. Um, he, he's written a lot of books. He does a lot of things, and he, he does seminars. You know, some of these guys, you would think that they're protective of their territory, but they're really looking out for the bigger picture. They want to help the world in general. So you can look beyond the differences. You can look beyond the, you know, butting heads and try to find that common ground. How can we work together to use your skills and my skills? And sometimes what I think my skills are are not really the skills, as with, you will find with, your, with the live coaching. You sometimes uncover things that people don't even realize. As you, I know what I've done in, in sitting down with clients is go through everything they like to do and how they've done it, their experiences, their life, etc. We uncover things that they love to do and that they're very good at, but they're not at all a part of their life anymore. And they, they feel this yearning to do more. Bringing some of those pieces back into their lives helps them to get out of that hamster wheel, helps them to get on more on the on the better path. And sometimes when, when people are butting heads, they're trying to protect their job, protect their position. If they look beyond that and say, well, that's not really what I want to do anyway. And it, it may not be what the other person wants to do. So if you can just say, you know, when you reach a situation like that, sort of a stalemate, if you can both look at it and say, what are we really trying to do? What do we want to do personally? You know, and how can we work together to do that? You do what you like to do, I do what I like to do, and together we're going to, you know, reach higher ground. We're going to be more successful, make the company more profitable, or we'll help more lives. So I think we can do that. Now, I'm, I'm glad you touched on that because it's a great segue, and thanks for that. The uh, answers. I can't believe how uh, blessed that that segue was because I'm in, currently writing a blog post for Life Coach Radio Network's blog called uh, "Living a Life That's Undivided," and uh-huh. part of of it's that, uh, yeah, it's it's a part of that uh, blog post article uh, was was exactly that was you know overcoming that uh, so that you know if, if life is good for my neighbor. Life is good for me. And that's how, you know, this country used to feel and used to think and used to behave. You know, the communities were a lot more tight-knit. And it was, okay, if it's good for Joe next door and it's good for for Jim down the street, it's going to be, my life is going to be better as well. And society has really driven a lot of that out of it. And to the point of, you know, some people will say to me, I don't even know my neighbors. Uh, let alone, right. you know, I know the person next door, let alone the person around the corner. Like, we have no interaction. We go to work. We come back. Yes. And that was the other thing I was struck by, you know, and and uh, I don't travel as much as I used to, but I kind of brought back when I used to travel to the Midwest and uh, to some other parts of the country, you know, seeing these people. We were downtown in Buffalo, and, like, they were all coming in for this event. And we were wondering what was going on. They were showing a Disney movie, Moana or Moana. On, uh-huh. a, on a big screen, and you actually had to pay for it. Um, I believe you had to pay for it. I don't think it was free. But these people were coming there like, you know, you were giving away a car. And there was <laughs> a million people at this thing uh, down in this area called Canal Side in, in downtown Buffalo. And it's, you know, uh, 6 o'clock at night, and you've got all these people down there. And, and I've had this conversation with a guy that I work with about why we don't have that in this area in New Jersey where we live. Uh, and, you know, 
I was saying to my wife, it's because, you know, people commute like you do to New York City, and I see people walking home from the boat or the bus or the train at, you know, quarter to 8 o'clock, or they're getting in at 8.30, and they're, Mm -hmm. so so we don't have that. These people are doing different kind of work. They get off at 5 or 5.30. They have no commute, and they're able to get their families in the Midwest and go out and do stuff. And when I tell them, oh, I take three trains when I work in Manhattan, they they look at me like I was crazy. (laughs) Yes. You know? So there's that that quality of life difference and and the, that community where they they all a lot of them seem to know each other and you know okay it's what's good for me and and I'm going to help so and so get a job is going to be good for my neighborhood it's going to be good for my community it's going to be good for my city and and I think some of that has got lost in some other places and I think we have to to get that back and so to me and and my question out of you is since you do it you commute still and I don't anymore. How do we do that in in this part of the East Coast? Because, you know, like uh, uh, our pastor, Father Jeff, would say, you know, we're not going to punt, you know, the the Northeast and let it go to the wayside here uh, when we talk about, you know, the the breakdown of families and family uh, dynamics. So what do we do? How do we... How do we foster that sense of community when so many people are now what's called side hustling or working side jobs and, you know, working, you know, like I do a lot of weekends and things like that. How do we do this? I I think part of it is you you actually, you actively need to, to join some other groups. Now I can say my commute these days has been driving. So it'll be about an hour, hour and a half each way driving. So I didn't, I didn't, get to speak with anyone so what i'll do is i'll actually dictate notes for books or or projects into uh, my phone um or i'll listen to audiobooks to to increase my knowledge in different areas to, to do those projects so what i need to do is since i don't have any interaction with people like if i was on a train i'll join a group and now to give my example in my parish uh saint mary's parish we have men's groups. We have a, a That Man Is You program every week. And we have a discipleship program. Joining those groups, you get to meet, you know, I, I now have 120 or so new friends. All with different, talk about diversity, all different backgrounds, different ages, different experience, different knowledge, different occupations. That's this type of thing that, that it's it's so valuable. Because without that, if I didn't join these groups... I, if I hadn't met these these other men who are all you know great men, um, it, it's enriched my life so much. And I've met a lot of the women, and my wife is in the women's group as well. I know them, so that's really rounded out my life, and it's helped me to write this book. It's helped me to, to get Lent and Positive Acts up and running. If I go back a few years when I was in that hamster wheel, not really having the interaction like you said, Frank. Um, just doing my job like everyone else, you know, in the rat race, as they say, um, I wasn't going to get anywhere, and I wasn't going to be stuck in there with these walls around me. Now, actively pursuing this, and, you know, whether it's in a parish, whether it's in a a community group or just a a neighborhood watch program, there are so many different opportunities. I think the key is just relationships, to meet other people, build those relationships, and get to see that the, the people aren't, what you think they are. You know, there's a, there's a great thing. Um, I love the saying, don't judge a book by its cover. Now, if you apply that to people, 
wonderful things can happen. They did this. They did a test. I forget the gentleman's name. He's a professional violinist, and he he was playing in Lincoln Center. Um, and people it was standing room only. People were paying lots of money to come see him. He did a test, and the next day, after standing room only, people couldn't couldn't get in to see him in Lincoln Center. He put on jeans and a T-shirt and a baseball hat, and he went down under an overpass with his $3 million Stradivarius violin, and he put out a case for people to put money into, and he kept his head down, and he just played his violin. I think he made about a dollar or two dollars. People just, they looked at him. They saw him for what they thought he was by his appearance, and he completely missed this opportunity. Uh, I think a lot of us do that in our daily lives. We see other people, we see situations, and we're afraid to to speak with them. We're afraid to get involved in the situation. We're afraid to take that risk because we think it's something, and a lot of times it's not. And I think that's what we're missing out on. Yes, we judge it by societal constructs or societal mores um, exactly. instead of, of judging it by you know, what it really is and, and really taking the time to, uh, you know, as Pope Francis was saying, have that interaction with that other person, uh, yes. reach out and really get to know them, really listen to their story or just even be uh, someone that, you know, they can uh, lean on at that point. Right. So that's, that's a really important point as far as how we can do that and how, you know, some of that has to be, you know, move to the side and and we have to address, you know, the bigger thing is this person in front of me, you know, and and they have, you know, either they're hurt or they're angry or they're, what is really going on there? And to take the time, it's so easy to say, ah, oh, yeah, whatever, and keep walking by. And and that's not a real Christian way to be. Uh, but, but some people, you know, would do that because they're, they're afraid of, you know, oh, well, what if I get involved with this person? And, you know, it ends up going sideways on me. Uh, yes. It's, you know, moving past that and saying some of, you know, the greatest experiences in life are, are the unexpected. And uh, once we can engender that, uh, in that mode of thinking versus the mode of thinking that's, you know, currently prevalent with all this um, individualism and relativism that kind of dominates the conversation, then I think we can move that forward. I wanted you to mention Lenten Positive Acts because, you know, we're running a little short on time. And uh, uh-huh. so I wanted you to mention uh, that and some of, of what went into that. I know we started a little late. I had some problems getting on initially. Uh, so we'll spend an extra few minutes and, and then kind of wrap things up. Sure. So it was... I had, there, was, there was a lot of fear in that as well, in that, and, you know, I had this idea. Well, I was doing the Lenten positive acts myself, just me doing, you know, one positive act per day for other people. And then I just had this, um, I mentioned in, in the Holy Spirit radio book that, you know, I felt the Holy Spirit sending me messages saying, you know, take this to the next step. You're, you're, you're doing something that's good, but now you kind of got yourself into this, back into that hamster wheel. You're just going to keep doing this by yourself. You can do more with this. Um, and I decided then, well, okay, well, let's get other people involved. I got some friends and family, and the message is still coming through. Take it bigger. You got, you have to go bigger. You need to help people around the world. 
that's when we created the website. Um, but the, the fear was that, you know, people would would laugh at it. It's not going to work. It's going to fail. No one's going to want to do it. You know, the priests and, and people in the clergy are going to laugh at it, saying, well, that's not the way things are meant to be. But that's not how it turned out. People love it. In, in fact, my parish in St. Mary's, they were the biggest supporters, the one that actually gave us the original boost to get it going. And that's a, that's a great faith builder and um, a momentum builder when you can get somebody on board who can help to push you. Like, you know, going back to, to what you do, Frank, as, as a life coach, having someone, you can't do anything on your own. It works so much better when you have help, when you have support, people who can give you that, that daily interaction or, or weekly interaction and, and say, what have you done? How's it working? That's great. How about if you try this or you try that? And you can fine-tune it. There's a, there's a great, one of my favorite sayings is, God steers moving ships. So basically, you know, you, you may have heard, you know, ship is made to sail, but if it sits at the dock, if you don't untie it from the dock, you'll never go anywhere. Now, once you start moving in some sort of direction, your ship is going, God's going to steer you in the right direction. You might, you know, crisscross. There's a great song by Rascal Flatts. God blessed the broken road that led me straight to you. You know, you go left, right, left. It's never an easy path to get where you need to go. You'll bounce into a few walls. You'll hit a few hurdles. You'll fall down a few times. But as long as you keep getting up and you learn from that, you can move forward and you can do some great things. That's awesome. And that's great that you were able to do that and, and follow those promptings uh, to be able to, to overcome you know some of the some of that fear, as I talked about in the premiere episode uh, of the show. I worked with someone that uh, was going to come out with an album of music, and there was a lot of people telling him he was crazy to do it. Yeah. And and I had a coaching moment with him and said, Hey, listen, if you're passionate about it, you know, you've got to get over that. There's always going to be criticism. There's always going to be people trying to drag you down. If you yeah. feel strongly that you should share this work, you should do it. And he did, and now he's working on a second album to go through iTunes. And uh, so that that made me feel really great that he was able to reach people, and he got so much wonderful feedback, you know, out of out of doing that. Um, so the next book in the series is uh, a month from now, approximately. Um, um, yes, in about a month. Sure? One to two months. About a month from now. And what is yes. this series called? Um, the series is called Holy Spirit Sparks. Now, and, and basically, um, as I mentioned it in the Holy Spirit radio book. I believe that the Holy Spirit gives us these messages. That's how I got Blunt and Positive Acts. That's how I got this Holy Spirit radio book to begin with. But the Holy Spirit is giving us these messages, guiding us through our lives, on, trying to get us on the path that he wants us to be on. It. As you mentioned before, Frank, sometimes society is throwing so much noise at us that we don't hear those messages. So we're always looking for external help. We're reading, you know, books and, and watching the, the bad news networks. Um, but sometimes we have that guidance coming from within us. We're not listening to it. So what can help is, you know, if you're listening to it, and if you have someone like you, the life coach, who can help guide the person along, that goes a long way. It does. You know, we're not meant to carry our burdens alone, as um, as we've been taught. And 
having that shared experience, that that shared commonality. I'm hoping that people can find common ground. And if you're some of what we've talked about today um, on this show, and thank you for sharing what you have, because uh, it's been wonderful, and I'm really hoping that it will inspire people uh, to move past fear, break that resistance, and have the faith to embrace that gift or that talent uh, to start that business or write that book. Uh, Bill is a living example of that. Uh, you know, look at somebody that's that's done so many different programs, so many different things, um, while holding down a, a job, while commuting, and while doing uh, all the stuff involved with fatherhood and having a family and uh, managing a household and all that. So it, it can be done. And I'm yes. hoping that that inspires people to take those steps. If you have a great idea, if you need help, you know, with that contact, Bill or myself, you know, we're, we'll be more than willing to help you uh, with that. Uh, the sure. book is Holy Spirit Radio. It's available on Amazon. Uh, Holy Spirit Sparks is the name of the series. Uh, as Bill told you, www.goodnewsnetwork.com if you're looking for a good news alternative. Uh, Bill has also done work on Relevant Radio, uh, so you can check that out. And also the Lenten Positive Acts. You want to give that website real quick? Sure. That's www.lentonpositiveacts.com. And just one point, Frank, that, that Good News Network, it's actually .org, O-R-G. Oh, .org. Thank you for correcting me. So that's how I got to correct that in my own notes, goodnewsnetwork.org. Uh, so I hope that... show you how you can make mistakes, I had it, a typo in my book I was, as it was about to be published. And then as a double check, I clicked on all the links and I said, uh-oh, it's not .com. <laughs> it's .org. <laughs> oh, I quoted wow. it at the last minute. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, thank you, Holy Spirit, for that, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a good catch. That's one of those where you, you exhale loudly. Uh, yes. I, I've had those uh, myself, um, and I'm really hoping that, you know, check out the book on, on Amazon, check out Bill's book, check out Lenten Positive Acts. That's something that you could do on your own. That's something you can do in a group. That's something you can yeah. do it, it, just if you want to reach out to other people. I know when I've done it, it changes your mindset. You see someone putting groceries in a car, you stop. You see someone trying to get in through a door yeah. and they're in a wheelchair, you help. Um, it changes your mindset totally. So that was an awesome thing that you did. Uh, Thank you. Really to help to help communities. So I, I appreciate you uh, coming on. It, you've been great with the time. Thank you for being so generous with that. Uh, thank we you for inviting me. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank, thank you for, for coming on and for sharing the, all that. I, I'm very sorry if you tried to call in and the call-in feature, there's something going on with that. I apologize. Um, I hope to get you um, on the show next time. So speaking of that, um, a couple of little uh, promotion and cleanups here. Next show for me uh, will be Wednesday, the 2nd of August. That's Undivided Episode 3. Uh, special guest that evening will be George Anthony, uh, educator, uh, co-founder of Peace Dynamics. Uh, also does some work at the UN as a teacher, does a lot of different stuff. We're going to be talking about Pathways to Peace and Harmony. Uh, that is Wednesday, the 2nd of August at 7 p.m. That's Undivided Episode 3. Uh, for Life Coach Radio Network, check out Brenda Baird's show. That's uh, 7 p.m. on Tuesday, the 25th, on Life Coach Radio Network. 
And again, that's Brenda Baird's show. And then Entrepreneur 101 with Russ Terry. Classes in session, 1 p.m. on Wednesday, the 26th. That's a week from today at 1 p.m. on the Power Network, where you will have a special guest, Gregory Naismith. Uh, both, both men, both Russ and Greg, have left corporate careers to become entrepreneurs. Any entrepreneurs, anyone hoping to start their own business, can gain a lot from that show. That's Entrepreneur 101, classes in session with Russ Terry, 1 p.m., Wednesday the 26th on the Power Network. Thank you again, Bill. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, and uh, God bless you. And uh, thank you to all who uh, listened. Again, we'll be with you. Undivided Episode 3 comes your way on Wednesday the 2nd of August. This has been Undivided, Episode 2, Faith Over Fear. Thank you again for listening. Uh, thank you to Russ Terry and everyone. Uh, and until I see you guys next time, be blessed and be well.